It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the Giants huddle. I'm Paul Dottino. Recently, former pro offensive lineman Brian Baldinger of NFL Network made a tour of summer training camps and stopped in on the Giants. That's where we began our discussion about the team's improving offensive line and its potential. Well, I, I thought that they improved a great deal last year. I mean, with no offseason and all that, no training, you know, no preseason games. I mean, to go Pittsburgh, San Francisco, uh, you know, to see the rushers that they saw, uh, you know, it was, tough. It, was, it was tough. It was tough on Andrew, but he hung in there. He got better. He's got a little flaw that uh, Rob Sales and Patrick Flaherty say that he's really worked on. Uh, the athletic ability is there. Lemieux, Parrott, I think Parrott actually looks better at left tackle to me than he does at right tackle times. Just the comfort level and the way his body moves, but he, he covers people up. Um, you know, it starts up front. They got a, you know, they don't have a great deal of depth. Um, I think there's some battles maybe, you know, that could be going on maybe inside, you know, trying to upgrade at certain positions. So, uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. It's just that they just got to keep in, in your question, like, how you know? You'll know when the defensive line starts moving and you only gain yards in the run game when you get the second level blocked. But to get the second level blocked, you got to take care of the first level. And so that's you know, how long do you hang on the combo block before you come off? And it's a timing and it's a feel. And so they run a lot of two and three tight end sets and the tight ends are a part of the strong side. And so they got to they got to block with their tackles and and block in unison. Much was made when they allowed Zeitler to get away mm-hmm. because of salary cap issues, and now they're going with two young guys in Hernandez and Lemieux, presumably as the starting guards. How dangerous do you think that was, or is it as Dave Gettleman says, you have to let the young guys play if they're ever going to develop and become what they're supposed to be? I wouldn't have let Zeitler go just because of how strong and how steady he is. Like I think you could still, you know, you got young guys at tackle, you got a young guy at left guard. I mean, I still think there's, you know, you got a young center. I mean, I think you're still playing a lot of young guys, but you got to rock at right guard. And I, I would fight, I, if I was trying to protect Daniel Jones or open up holes for Saquon, like I'd feel a little bit better with a rock at right guard. Now, Nick Gates is in his second year at center. A lot of people looked at that experiment last year and said maybe it's not going to work, but it seemed as though it did, at least to the Giants' satisfaction. Well, you know, first of all, he plays the game like a defensive lineman. You know, I mean, he's very aggressive. Um, you need some nasty guys up front. He plays that style. Um, your offensive line is only as good as your center. So if you're weak in the middle, you're going to be weak, whether it's in the run game or giving up, you know, uh, pushing the pass game. Um, and I thought I thought he battled his ass off. I mean, I think he's a solid prospect. You don't have to go out there and spend first and second round picks on centers. You just don't. You just need tough guys that are smart and understand how to play with guys next to them. A lot of people always talk about familiarity and continuity. Second year now in the system, not having to deal with the pandemic protocols that they had last year. That that in itself should be one of the reasons why people should be optimistic about these guys. How much credence do you put in that? Well, I put credence in it, Paul, but you still have to improve. Like you could say, okay, we don't, we're not up against that parameter that we were a year ago, you know, changing over there at the stadium and all the stuff you had to deal with. You know, you still have to go out there and execute. And so there's every year is a new year. And so I could take that, you know, four or six game stretch in the middle of the season and go, okay, this is what we can be, guys. We can be this good. We, we can take on good defenses and move the ball. But you have to, you got to do it every year. 
And it just takes one breakdown up front, and the play can be ruined. So, you know, the, the, the communication, the continuity, it's important, but it's important in that you get to execute. And the level of execution and the standard of execution is consistent. You mentioned your admiration for Pert earlier. Now, Nate Solder is back, mm -hmm. and we all know he's competing at right tackle mm -hmm. with Pert. And I guess a lot of people look at him as an insurance policy. I think the guy has, you know, he played every single game at, at Connecticut. You know, you know, he's got to learn how to use his body. He's got enormous length. And that's, that's a, a real strength for any tackle in this business. He can stay on his feet. He can run guys around the arc. You just have to really, what, what the next step from Matt to me, especially in pass protection, is changing up your sets so that when you're going up against Cleo Mack and you're going up against these elite rushers on the right side, like you can change it because once they see what you're doing, they're going to react. The good ones are going to just, if they see that you're just a deep setter all the time, well, then you're going to get a lot of power rushes. If they see you open up, they're going to attack the inside shoulder. I mean, so you have to change up and, and, and keep them guessing what you're going to do. And that's hard to do. Just, you know, first of all, they don't have LT out here. You know, so he's not getting elite looks. And I'm not saying anything against Agilari or any of the guys here, Carter. But, like, he's not seeing elite guys, you know, and so that, that doesn't help him right now. We all know that a tight end also has to be part of that blocking scheme up front. And they brought in Kyle Rudolph, although right now, because of the foot thing, he's not doing much during training camp. How important can he be to what the Giants are trying to do up front? I, I think every offense right now in the NFL features a flex tight end. You know, Evan Ingram, that's probably what he's best at, movement in space, the way that he runs. Um, but you need an inline blocker. You need somebody that can do it. Now, you know, Rudolph has been more than adequate. Um, you know, he's been part of some good, you know, Dalvin Cook last year was running behind him when they decided to keep him last year. You know, and Irv Smith, I mean, they did a good job on the edges. you got to block the edges in this business in the run game. you got to attack the edges. And the tight ends are, you know, the, at the point. And so handling those guys there is really, really important. Are you one who advocates keeping a fullback on the roster? It seems like that's a dinosaur. So many teams have just kind of discarded that guy. The Giants have had one in Elijah Penny the last mm -hmm. couple of years. I don't know if they're going to keep him or not, but would they be well advised to do so? Well, the analytics say that he's a dinosaur. That's what the analytics say, but I don't agree with that. I think that if you can't convert third and one, Paul, if you can't convert fourth and one, if you can't convert fourth down on the goal line, if you can't make those plays, you lose games. Like, I mean, I, I call some games the longest yard. They couldn't get a yard. The fullback helps you in those situations. He's going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be an every down special teamer for you. Short yards, goal line, when you want to run the ball in the four-minute drill, the fullback helps you. Um, you know, you see the good ones in this league, how they can clean up things when things just don't go right up front, and he can just see color and just go crush the color and flatten it. I, I think there's a valuable role for fullbacks. I'm a big fan of them. They add toughness to your offense. Well, nothing wrong with that, no. especially if you're Joe Judge. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, he came, he's from New England. I'm not saying he's going to do everything that Coach Belichick did, but they've always had a fullback on the roster, and they've had some great ones mm -hmm. on the roster, and it's been really, really important to – um, being really multiple about what they want to do and how they attack and the way that you can game plan week in, week out. There's some outside linebackers, great pass rushers, 
boy, if you put a fullback in their chest, they don't know how to get off the block. I mean, so there's, there's a game plan element to it, too. I'm so glad you just mentioned that because I tell people all the time that the Giants have not had a good blitz picker-upper, if you will, amongst their running back core for years. In fact, that was something that burdened Eli Manning when he was here the last couple of years. No Devontae Booker, I understand, is pretty darn good at that. Mm-hmm. From what you've seen of him, can he really help uh, Jones in that particular situation? Well, they have to be good. I mean, you know, if there's a weakness to Saquon, like he has to become a better protector. It's just fact. I mean, he, he just has not been good at it, and teams have attacked him. And if they can get a back on a backer, a backer on a back like that, you know, be a Bob, you know, type look, they're going to do it. And if they see that you can't pick it up, then you're going to get the blitzes. You're going to get that back on third downs that once you get out in the route, they're going to come after him. And so Devontae has been a, you know, he's been a plugger like that, you know, and it's, it's not necessarily about size. Dalvin Cook, he's not a big guy. He's an excellent pass blocker. Um, all those guys in Cleveland are excellent. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, they're excellent. Like, they attack um, those backers. And so Devontae has got that, he's got that part to him. Okay, so now we've talked about the beef and the strength and the blocking up front. We've got to get to the skill positions led by Daniel Jones, at quarterback, and obviously the weaponry he's got on the outside. What will you specifically be looking for to know that Daniel Jones has, in fact, improved to the level that the Giants are going to need him to? Well, I think the first thing for Daniel is just ball security. And I'm not saying, okay, he's throwing 22 interceptions in his starts. You're going to throw interceptions when you're young. I'm not worried about that, but the fumbles are the fumbles. We've seen it in preseason. We've seen every variety. We've seen fumbled snaps, fumbled shotgun snaps, fumbled handoffs. We've seen guys get knocked. He's got, you know, he's he's fumbled. <clears throat> he's lost 19 fumbles, 17 or 19 fumbles. Paul, you can check it in the la- in two years. Tom Brady's lost two. Okay, and playing a whole lot more games. I mean, there's ball security. It's, it starts there. You just can't give the ball up. You know, you look at Atlanta. You know, some of those games last year it was a disaster. So that's number one. Number two, I think he has to really trust his protection. And just the way we saw Josh Allen last year when Stephon Diggs came in, like if you can get yourself a number one that can just win, he can beat elite corners, he can win bracket coverage, he can win in the red zone third downs, and presumably that's what Galladay can do um, You know, when he's healthy. If you can get that guy... He's going to be better just that alone. If you get Rudolph and Slay doing Slayton doing what he's been doing, and this Cardarius Tony just winning in the slot, the ball can come out faster. He's just not going to hold it as long. You mentioned Galladay. He was the big free agent signing the Giants made. A lot of people immediately said, well, he can do what Plexico Burris did for Eli Manning and help take him to the next level, making contested catches, having a big catch radius. Do you see Galladay as being that type of impact? Well, I remember talking to Eli about that. Like when... You know, when Plexico left, I mean, they, they really, if you, and I know you know this, Paul, but their back shoulder throw connections on the sideline were as good as anybody in the league. Now, I, I don't know that Galladay can play like that um, because I haven't seen that, you know, that level. And it's funny, when, when, uh, when Plexico left, really Eli took that play out of the playbook. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a guy, and he mm-hmm. just stopped making those throws. And so you don't know if he can be Plaxico until the quarterback trusts that. You know, where it's just a read option. And if the corner's on top of him, you're just going to convert it. Like, it's a timing thing. Aaron Rodgers is excellent at it with Devontae now, and he did it with, you know, with a bunch of guys here in Green Bay. But, I mean, that's a timing thing. The worst thing is if the timing's not there, it's a bad incompletion. How do you think the Giants should use Kadarius Tony coming right out of the box, fresh rookie, who's already missed some time because of the protocol, so he's behind. 
Do you give him little small bites? Do you get the gadget stuff worked in there? Is that the best way to get him out of the box? I don't know. All these guys are different. They all learn differently. So I don't want to put any, but I, I would not want to put too much on Cardarius because, you know, you go back and you watch Florida against Alabama, you watch Cardarius. I mean, Alabama couldn't tackle him. You know, and that's, you know, they had NFL players everywhere. They couldn't tackle him. And he just made guy, one guy miss after another. Like, you just want the ball in his hands. And so I would call, I would have all the fly sweeps. I'd have all the ghost motions. <clears throat> I'd have all the bubble screens. Um, all, I would have all those things up. And then I'd, I'd give him a pretty simple route tree from the slot. I'd keep him in the slot because it's a really valuable position. And sometimes you get the third best corner in the slot. Let him go work on these guys. And, uh, you know, with his foot quickness that he has, I think he has a chance to win quickly, which can only help the quarterback. Hey, fans, limited Giants season tickets are on sale now for the 2021 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just $100. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. And don't miss out on your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giants games and world-class concerts in 2021 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash suites for more information. Let's talk about defense for a couple of minutes. Alvin Tomlinson signs as a free agent with the Vikings. Giants fans did not want to see him go, but the salary cap does things to teams. Nonetheless, this is a defense that's still coming off a very good season, and they brought most of their guys back yeah. and then added some. Yeah. I, I love what Patrick Graham did last year. It was a great coaching job to see what, you know, Big Cat did last year in his role. Dalvin, I mean, they were a big as much as anybody in this league, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, Paul, but they were as much base three-man defensive front mm -hmm. as anybody in this league. Mm -hmm. In fact, they didn't come out of it a bunch. They stayed in it, and they moved Leonard around, and you know they, they had packages on third down to blitz and get to the quarterback, and they're really good at it. Bradbury was a stud. He was as good as any corner in football last year. Um, he, he was a tremendous acquisition. Give Gettleman all the credit. He knew him, knew how he was wired. He fit in perfectly. They've got a lot of you know, obviously Xavier missed a big chunk of time, but you watch him out here in the practice field. Like, they've got a lot of versatile guys. And in this league right now, you have to play three safeties. You just have to because of coverage, because of tackling ability, red zone, um, you know, read option with quarterbacks that can run. You need three safeties. And they've got, you know, Jabril and Logan and, you know, they've got, and Xavier, I mean, they've got th those guys. And I don't know where Love is going to play, but they certainly have a lot of flexibility and versatility in their secondary, and you saw Patrick, man, he had so many different packages week to week last year. And what impressed me about Coach Graham was as many packages as they had, that can, can you can see breakdowns in the back end with some teams. You just didn't see it from this team. I want to go back to the defensive front, though, because Dexter Lawrence has been a guy who seems to improve every single week. And now it may be Danny Shelton who might win that job on the inside. Now, we all talk about the continuity in the unit. How much will that replacement part make this team, I don't know if they're going to miss something or not miss something. Can they can they continue their same step, I guess is what I'm asking you? I think Danny, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that Danny Shelton's better than Dalvin. Dalvin's an out, outstanding football player. But, you know, there's not many guys bigger than Danny Shelton in this business. I mean, from the waist down, <laughs> he might be the biggest person in the league. Um, you know, he's got a tremendous girth. Um, you know, he's not. he has not been a great pass rusher. 
but he has been stout against the run. He takes up a lot of space. I think Dexter is just beginning. I mean, he can push the pocket, but it, it takes defensive line, especially interior guys. It takes them sometimes two years to figure things out. Blocking schemes, you know, individual players. Um, you saw the, you know, it took Lawrence to, uh, to really break out last year. Like he was in the right place. And there was a lot of people that said, well, he can't bend well enough to. He, that guy was an all pro player last year. I mean, he hit the quarterback. He was on the field. He played a lot of snaps. He never misses games. I mean, he was a stud. But I think Shelton, Lawrence, you know, I mean, Austin Johnson, I'm, they, they got a good, deep six man rotation inside. You mentioned the versatility of the guys on the back end earlier, so I want to ask you about the linebackers. There's Ojolari, there's Carter, there's Zimenez, there's Odenabo, who they brought over from the Vikings. They brought over Anderson from the Washington team. They have a bunch of guys who are competing for the edge-rushing spot. Who do you think is going to wind up winning the most of those snaps, and what kind of impact do you think they could have? I want to see what Ojolari could do. I saw him out here a lot today, and he's number 51, and... You know, they got him in a lot of packages right now. Now, you know, I'm not reading into the depth chart that Coach Judge has, but, you know, he was, you know, he's coming off the edge and he's screaming. And you want to put him in a position where it's, you know, it's third down, it's second and long. Like, you put him in those situations. I want to see what he can do. We have seen uh, Carter at times when he's been healthy have some impact, you know. Um, but they need, they need a guy that can flat out just win, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, just a ghost move or, speed to power like I want to see what he's got and what he can develop you know um, throughout this training camp because you you need I've seen like a guy like Brian Burns just get better and better in Carolina first round pick can Ojolari be Brian Burns like if he can be like I'm just using him as a comp but if he can be like Brian Burns then they got a real playmaker in their hand how much better can Leonard Williams be he made a huge jump and had a career year last season is that the height of what he is? Or if he gets another pass rusher on the other side, can we see more? Well, I always think that, you know, one guy feeds another guy. And so, uh, you know, one thing about Leonard, he's always had great hands. Going back to USC, he's got great hands. He's smart. He, he never misses a day. Like, he knows how to rush a passer. He can, he can get on a guy's edge. Um, he understands that he doesn't have to, like, try anything crazy to win. It's about pressure like collapsing the pocket he did that a bunch last year and when quarterbacks get chased you know he's going to be there to put the you know to put the finishing touches on him and likewise so it's always about getting that complimentary guy to help you out that's former pro offensive lineman brian baldinger of nfl network you can find this show and our entire podcast network on the giants mobile app podcast platforms everywhere and at giants.com slash podcasts until next time i'm paul Tatino. so long everybody